0: This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network.
1: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra
0: And welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, since October the 7th, when Hamas terrorists murdered and kidnapped a total of 1,600 Israelis, 1,200 of them murdered on the day, and Israel's invasion of Gaza in response, which is seeing a terrible death toll, Ukraine and Russia's invasion of Ukraine has really slip down the news agenda it is now mostly news of what's happening to the Palestinians in Gaza that is commanding all the headlines nevertheless the situation in Ukraine and of course Putin's invasion of Ukraine is still continuing although winter is setting in now Zelensky is still busy of course he is the major figure that appeared in Ukraine's time of need as president. And today he's in Washington visiting President Joe Biden. The American Congress, House of Representatives, has blocked support for Ukraine and indeed for Israel as we speak. And it's a pleasure now to welcome to this stand Johnny O'Reilly. Johnny is an Irish man. He's a journalist and filmmaker. He lives in Kiev and previously had lived in Moscow. He knows this territory very well and he's been a very valued contributor to the stand. Johnny, thank you very much for joining us. Zelensky going to Washington today and the way things are in the House of Representatives, he may well not get the answer he's seeking.
2: Yeah, of course he may not get it now, but I know that there is a joint press conference planned with Biden, and I suspect that uh, they will not risk a uh, an open press conference without some significant announcement to make yes um wh- what 's holding it back is not so much the uh, decision to continue supporting Ukraine, but the fact that uh, the polarized house in particular but also the Senate has tied. Continued support for Ukraine, with the internal issue in, U, in the U.S. of dealing with uh, illegal migration. Yes. So it's only really an internal uh, political battle which is delaying this. But the the, the the way things work is that you know every six months or a year there is a, a big vote into deciding whether to give e- Ukraine a, a large amounts of support, like between you know thirty and fifty billion. It's already happened twice. This is the third one, and thereafter, on a monthly basis or even a you know fortnightly basis, it's drip fed to Ukraine in smaller announcements of a hundred or one hundred and fifty million. So there will be announcement of a smaller amount, and there's still more announcements to be made. So what they're really deciding on is what's going to be the budget for Ukraine, if you like, from. Yes. Uh, the U.S. starting in, in the new year. So, while the media is probably, you know, over-egging this possibility of diminished support for Ukraine, um, I think you'll probably find this week Biden will come out all guns a-blazing, reaffirming his commitment to, as th- they've been using so far, uh, the diplomatic uh, construct of helping Ukraine for as long as it takes. Yes, and
0: for Zelensky himself, who has sold the idea of Ukrainian support, he's sold the notion that Putin must be stopped. He's also seeking to enter the European Union, and he has been the most remarkable figure to emerge from the the Putin invasion. Nevertheless, there are questions about him. I note Johnny, that he's postponed elections that were due to be held in this coming spring. He doesn't think this is the right time for elections. I note also that he was due to attend the inauguration of the new leader of Argentina, Javier Millet, which is extraordinary in its own right because Millet is a far-right figure, many believe a fascist, and he was elected president on the 10th of December. And Zelensky was one of the people said to be going there.
2: Yeah, M- Milley has come out uh, very strongly in favor of Ukraine. Um, he he is, I guess, in the far-right camp, but he seems to be extremely um, exotic even within that camp. Yeah, he has, he has declared that they will no longer do business with any communist regime, meaning China. So he's very much disavowed talks with China or links with China and with Russia and is very much rode in behind um, uh, Zelensky. They actually met yesterday and uh, gave Zelensky a very big bear hug. They, you know, whispered in each other's ears for quite a while. It was quite captured on the, on the you know, on the TV. Yes. And then he also met with Orbán and just gave him a very, or Victor Orbán, the president of Hungary and gave him a very cold, just, you know, standard kind of handshake. But um, that's the, the other big event for Ukraine this week. Uh, other than just the uh, continuing political decision making in, in in Washington, is um, a very important series of meetings in Brussels, which is probably more consequential yes. for Ukraine in terms of the timeline for its accession into Europe. And Viktor Orban has so far been, uh, you know, the single most recalcitrant supporter of any EU. You uh, support military or otherwise for Ukraine. And now he's joined by. The the new president of Slovakia, yes, and uh, also possibly the uh, new leadership of uh, the, of the Netherlands, so he may feel m- more emboldened about his stance uh, to prevent or delay Ukraine's accession to the EU. So that's going to be a very important um, uh, moment, I think, because the the, the political squabbles over uh, American support for Ukraine. Uh, doesn 't look like it 's going to be very consequential in the short term, but certainly what 's happening in Brussels could be uh, uh quite a could have a big impact
0: yes, and Donald Tusk, the new prime minister of Poland, has vowed to continue supporting ukraine the The spring offensive that is the one that was supposed to yield big results in the spring just past. We're in winter now, of course, and the fighting is somewhat more subdued. The breakthrough that Zelensky and Ukrainians and those who oppose Putin was looking for hasn't happened, Johnny, has it? Because it it is said that they don't have the weapons. He needs air, air support, which he's seeking now. They don't have the weapons to fight, and the Russians have also had some significant uh, successes on the battlefield. And that idea that Zelensky always proposes that we can win this, is it's not so strong now.
2: Yeah, that's correct. So, you know, in, in in year one of the war, Ukraine successfully pushed Russia back from Kiev, then uh, a massive surprise attack through Kharkiv, and then uh, pushed them back from Kherson. So when year two started, the beginning of this year... Uh, everyone expected the trajectory to continue, but it hasn't. So the, the sides have settled into a, um, a stalemate, if you like, on the, uh, on the 400 mile long, uh, front line. Yes. Uh, but, uh, Russia has also not been successful of any, in any of its battlefield attacks since Bakhmut, um, uh, was, was was taken uh, over eight months ago so that's uh yeah a, a problem in terms of ukraine 's tactical situation on the front lines but they have had significant success In a more strategic realm, by uh, pushing Russia's uh, navy back from uh, its uh, from the Crimea, and in the process routing twenty percent of the Russian Black Sea fleet, and doing so without a navy uh, itself purely with uh, very clever uh, missile and drone attacks. Um, And they have also widened the campaign against Russian army bases, HQs, ammunition dumps, fuel depots, um and important logistical hubs not only uh, in a russian held ukrainian territory but also in russia and as far uh, a field as in siberia where they successfully bombed a uh, a very important train line taking uh, both fuel and weaponry from china and north korea To the the battlefield. So there have been uh, some important strategic uh, uh, successes for Ukraine, but they have not yet led to tactical successes on on the battlefield.
0: Yeah, another development that's uh, fascinating, Johnny, is that Vitaly Klitschko, the boxer, a world champion boxer, who is also uh, the mayor of Kiev, I think, he has been critical of Zelensky, accusing Zelensky of authoritarianism and even comparing him uh, to Russian's leader Vladimir Putin. That seems a rather uh, curious division between those two men because they're both respected, they're both high profile. What lies at the bottom of that? Is it the postponement of the presidential election, do you think?
2: I I don't think it's that specifically, but I do think it's um, due to a a broad upswell of feeling that you know, or at least a return to the feeling before the war that Zelensky is not up to it. Now, he has proved to to have been an extremely effective leader in terms of reaching out to the world and championing the cause and attracting um, the the support of uh, voters in in the West and uh, their governments. But before the war, he had a very low rating because it was seen that he just did not have the uh, experience of managing large organizations and effecting the kind of reforms particularly with regards to corruption yes. uh, that was required so right now you know you, you're you're in a natural blame game where for one year the counteroffensive has not been, uh, effective. Uh, so who who's to blame? You know, and obviously people are, you know, writing pieces and articles and discussing their own opinions about who they think is to blame. Uh, many people blame uh, Zelensky for not successfully enough reforming the, the, the army for not, uh, routing corruption from the army for making um, the the, the small kind of politically tactical mistakes that people claim he's made. But it doesn't amount to a big uh, swell of political um, wins against him. So it's not like his uh, position is under threat in any way. No. It's the first signs of disunity within the Ukrainian government structures.
0: Yes. And the Ukraine's top general, uh, Valerie Zaluzny told The Economist that the land war was at stalemate, which I believe the stalemate is a taboo word in Kiev, despite the fact that the front lines in eastern Ukraine have barely moved since the country's counteroffensive began in June. And a related question, Johnny, about you're in Kiev, and you've been very bravely in Kherson and other places uh, filming and working. Kiev also has come under heavy assaults in recent uh, in the last couple of months hasn't it heavier than before
2: yes but the impact has not felt the same as it was before so this time last year uh, we were faced with uh, electrical cuts by 20 or 30% of the time and uh, barrages of shahids and incoming missiles almost you know every night for a period of about a month um, and I remember precisely, you know, in early December, you know, planning how I'm going to, where I'm going to put a generator and how I'm going to plan to supply my own uh, electricity. And I live yes. in in the center of, of the city in a, in a well-resourced area with embassies nearby. So it was worse for people living outside the city. Um But this year has not been anything like that. And that's partly due or mostly due to, to the arrival of a very very uh, impactful anti-aircraft uh, missile systems including the US patriot system yes. the NASAM system the german uh, iris systems and uh, the 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 russians have not been able to mount the same kind of uh, 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 um, barrages that they did this time last year that may change but uh, so far uh, it hasn't it hasn't been how does appreciation feel to you? A rising rush of warmth? A building wave of confidence? At Reward Gateway Edenred, we know appreciation appreciates in value. Starting with people, radiating through companies to transform their performance and productivity. Capture the power of appreciation with our total employee experience platform.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together.
0: Now, there is another irony, if you like, Johnny, as some people may feel, it's more than ironic, and that is the the support Zelensky has voiced for Israel, which would find no echo in Europe, although the United States government and the British government, the United States uh, notably, are supporting Israel. They've they armed them, they fund them, but they don't appear to have any influence in the behavior of Israel. And they are, many people believe, engaged in a genocide. They're certainly engaged in ethnic cleansing on the West Bank. Uh, And Zelensky supports this, very curious to many of us from this distance.
2: Yeah, I mean, Zelensky came out quite early to support uh, Israel. Um, and he's been clever enough to keep out of that discussion uh, since then because, the, you know, people will draw moral equivalencies between what's happening uh, in terms of, you know, U.S. support for Ukraine and U.S. support for Israel. So it's that's, uh, you know, an important discussion for. Zelensky to avoid. Uh, he did. It, it, voice voiced significant support for you for Israel in the early days of the uh, of the conflict, knowing that. Uh, the and Israel's enemy Han- Hamas were supported by Iran and uh, you know increasingly yes. by uh, by Russia and of course the leaders of Hamas within days of the um uh, of the terrorist attack flew to Moscow to meet with uh, Russian leaders so uh, the, the those battle lines were right. drawn pretty those geopolitical battle lines were drawn pretty early but um, I think he's been clever enough to row back on any uh, of support given um, the devastating effect that uh, Israel's attack on Gaza has had.
0: Now, the change of government in Poland, Johnny, what effect will that have? Uh, Donald Tusk, formerly a senior official in Brussels in the European Union, and he will take Poland, or Endeavour to anyway, on a different path to the previous right-wing government, which couldn't put, put a coalition together to stop him. Does that have any particular significance
2: for Zelensky and Ukraine? I, I, it's hard to say at this early point the previous government albeit a, a right-wing government were extremely supportive of uh, zelensky and yes. of uh, uh, ukraine so poland you know like ukraine has a centuries-long antipathy towards yes. russia and they are natural uh supporters of ukraine and regardless of who is leading poland Polish voters will want Ukraine to be supported. So I do expect that this support to be continued. Um, one would hope that, uh, Donald Tusk, uh, who is a very canny operator, especially within the EU, uh, may be more impactful in, um, defraying any, uh, EU moves by Orban to yes. uh, prevent or delay support use for for Ukraine, but um, look, I think for for Europe for anyone uh, who's a centrist or uh, on the left across EU, um Donald Tusk's uh, presidency is, is is a good thing, and uh, I think um, politically, Zelensky and his party are aligned with with those centrist and liberal uh, ideals,
0: and. Um, is it because he's jewish that he feels compelled to support israel
2: i don't think so um like the, the jewish identity in ukraine and Uh, Russia, is quite different, I believe, from a Jewish identity in other countries. Um, And I I, I suspect, look, there's obviously going to be some kind of affiliation there, but I don't think it's driven by his uh, identity. I think it is more driven by uh, Russia's support for Hamas.
0: As you explained to us earlier, yeah. Yeah. And and day-to-day life, uh, Johnny, in Kiev now... Most of the time you explain to us that people were living relatively normal lives uh, relative to what you'd imagine given the designs Putin has on Ukraine and indeed on Kiev. How is morale now? It's, what, 24th of February 2022, so we're a long way into this
2: conflict. Yeah, morale is still very high. Uh, Look, Ukraine... Kiev is totally normal. There's you would not know there is a war on in this country by being here. I mean, look, it's the same as like being in Dublin during the Troubles. and obviously it's not the same yes. scale of war. But people outside Ireland, we we had no tourism in the eighties because people thought there was a war there, you know? So yes. it's 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 very different anywhere outside of the front lines. Now, obviously when the war started, there was chaos everywhere and there was a larger expanse of uh, uh, the battlefield was, was much vaster at that time. Now it's very much confined to this contact line that goes from the northeast of the country down to the southeast of the country. Um, and, but in, in cities like Kherson and other cities nearer the front lines, of course, it's a very, very different story. You have, uh, deserted streets and, yes. you know, p- p- people have just left uh, the cities and there's a huge, uh, huge influx of, of soldiers everywhere, Um, and obviously just the the constant background noise of incoming and outgoing artillery fire. But in cities like Odessa, Kiev, Lviv, uh, things have been very normal and are increasingly normal uh, as the months go on.
0: Now, it is said that Putin is looking to do a deal with Ukraine. What's your understanding of that Uh, Johnny, and what's your belief about the willingness of Ukraine and Zelensky to do a deal? Given that the word stalemate isn't popular (laughs) in Ukraine, it does seem to be the battlefield position
2: if you take a broader view. I I think Putin will say he wants a deal if he believes that he can secure some uh, concessions in the process of talking about a deal. But I don't think Putin wants a deal because if the war ends, he he will have 500,000 soldiers returning to this to to their cities yes. with uh, tales of, of of desperation, woe and death, and the country will not forgive him for starting the war. I like remember the, the the Soviet Union collapsed. After the soldiers came back from Afghanistan, Afghanistan, where only where only fifteen thousand died, this war uh, in this war uh, over one hundred seventy thousand are estimated to have died. So, my own opinion is that Putin needs this war for his own political survival. Right. So, if 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 this war ends, he will threaten war elsewhere purely in order to survive politically. I don't think um, many people in the West understand that, or at least a lot of the leaders don't understand that, and certainly those who are advocating uh, 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 peace talks don't fully understand that. But certainly everyone within the Russian opposition movement, people here, uh, realize that this is the character of the man, and this is the character of many people yes. In, in, in this region, unfortunately, which have, which have suffered through so many wars in the last 100 years, that um, this is uh, the, the, the likely ambition of, of Putin's in order to stay in power. He needs this war.
0: Just a final question, Johnny, um, about what's happening in the United States. At the moment, Donald Trump seems sure to claim the Republican nomination. And the polling shows that Biden's polls are very low. Uh, And a head-to-head, and Biden said this last week, that he felt that he wouldn't be sure he'd run again if it wasn't for the need to stop Trump. At the moment, there's a three-point gap in Trump's favor. But, I mean, the whole world has a big stake in this next presidential election, which we're 11 months away from now, and Ukraine has a massive stake in it as well, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, a huge stake, and it's going to be uh, extremely consequential. I mean, they always say that, don't they, every US presidential election? Yeah. But most one, of them are, one, but not as, as consequential as this one. Yeah, and and this, like, you know, the bookies have them pretty much equal, uh, so it really is, at this point, a flip of the coin as to who's going to win that. But you can be sure that uh, Putin is, is will be strategizing about a, uh, for him hopefully, uh, or at least hopefully for him, a, U- a Uh, Trump victory. And I wouldn't be surprised if after... Putin's election uh, in a of commas uh, on March the 17th. Yes. Uh, Patty's day. Uh, he, uh, he may call a general immobilization. He's not going to do that before the election, but he may do that. That will be one of his, that could be one of his escalating uh, gestures. And uh, that's something that perhaps Trump can use. In an argument politically with Biden to say that this war is unwinnable. Yes. Um, so there's all kinds of things that Putin will do to try and help uh, Trump's uh, re-election campaign. So next year is going to be very um, dramatic for sure. And
0: finally, it goes without saying that at today's meeting uh, between Zelensky and Biden, it's critical. That Zelensky gets what he what he needs, and not just in terms of dollars, but in terms of
2: weaponry. Yeah, that is critical, um, and there are mixed reports as to the. So the, the level of supplies of artillery on both sides, some, uh, reports are saying that it's now, that Ukraine has now reached parity with Russia and that Russia has not been able to mobilize its industrial base to, you know, create all these gigafactories and completely out uh punch uh ukraine with uh, numbers of artilleries, v- v- uh number of artillery shells so you know i think there is an important uh that that's where really what it comes down to is the number of artillery shells quality of uh armaments uh that are on both sides of of the front line and this uh, Z- money- Z-
0: Zalansky, uh, forgive me for interrupting you Johnny, Zelensky says, more than anything, they need air cover. He said, we fought them and won on the sea, as you told us uh, earlier in our interview. But Zelensky says, now we need to be able to defend our airspace.
2: Yeah, that's going to be hugely uh, beneficial is the supply of F-616 fighters, which uh, are due to start arriving in uh, Ukraine in the new year or perhaps in spring. But it's not clear as to how many there will be to start with, when they will be combat ready. Um, but uh, certainly, you know, by next summer, the expectation is that there will be some, if not many, F-16s uh, leading uh, a new uh, counteroffensive by the Ukrainians uh, in the east.
0: Okay, Johnny, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. We're very grateful to you for joining us on understand, and we wish you obviously safety and good health in that very dangerous Situation. That's Johnny O'Reilly, an Irish journalist and filmmaker who is living in that war zone and has been travelling around it, which takes some courage. We're grateful to Johnny, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon.